I like how it does a countdown at the beginning, like three, two, I one, one, like three, three. one, go. <laughs> okay. Hi guys, welcome back to Rain or Shine, the podcast that makes friendship the big deal it really is. Uh, my name is Adam and I'm so happy to be back here again and talking to Chi, who has been taking a break from IG. So obviously I can't see what's happening <laughs> on a day-to-day basis anymore. <laughs> You miss me? You miss me on the internet? On the online internet content too. Apart from like the day to day one on one, I miss the internet part. So, you know, influencer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Um, Yes, I am on an internet break and I'm loving it actually. I, I don't know. I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with the internet. Like, Mm. now that I'm off, and I think we talked about this a little bit over the holidays. Like, now that I'm off the internet, I don't Mm -hmm. actually remember the people that I see. Like, there's a few people that I kind of know in, like, in real life. Yeah. But on a day, I feel like when I consume Instagram, because I really love, I love to see what people post. I love to engage with people's content. I enjoy yeah. it. I follow through like their day to day and what they're doing. Yeah. But now that I've zoned out for like this is my third month almost, I don't think that they ring in my head. Like I'm not thinking about them all the time. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yes. Like I just they're on top of my mind. So it's a very weird reality. I totally and for get some reason, I totally get. I don't even talk like for my G. There was a point where. <laughs> yeah. There was a point where I would get someone's phone and then I would want to go on IG just to see. And I literally could not remember who to type into their search because they didn't follow the people. So I needed to remember yeah. their usernames to enter it into their IG and be like, oh, let me see. And I couldn't remember like five people. I was like, wow. So yeah, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, and I don't have like weird, real sounds ringing in my head like when I wake up in the morning. I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah, but I love, I, I think, like, I do miss, like, seeing uh, cute, cute houses, people on holidays, like, just keeping up yeah. with people and what they're doing. I also like that part, but I think the break is good. Um, It's one thing of my things to do. I don't wake up to scroll, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. enjoying it for now. I do miss, like, I will come back. It's yeah. just temporary. You have to come um, back. I don't think that was even part of the equation. Like, what do you mean by I will come back? Excuse you. You can't just leave us. Maybe. Maybe. You must come back. So what are we talking about today? Today. Oh my God, Chale. You know, like, the world is moving so fast. Um, okay. I think in the past, you know, we would all, like, just grow up in one place not all of us but like i guess generations in the past would just yeah. grow up in one one community you go to the primary school in the neighborhood you go to a high school like also probably in the neighborhood yes. um or you go in the same union or even in the same country or like same city for example yeah. then your whole life is centered around like these social interactions that you've maintained almost all your life you marry mm-hmm. one of them you live down the road to your friends and your mom can do babysitting yeah. and you were like in a safety net but with the virtual realities with all the travel right now you know the international spaces are really closing in on us and we find ourselves constantly in new circles of people we meet uh-huh. people and then we part everybody's yeah. like 
transition. And I think that even if you never leave, new people come to you, like in yeah. your neighborhood, you join your circles. And and so how do we embrace and build friendships with all of these changes yeah. um, that are happening? And how do we open up and thrive in a world where we are somewhat forced? Yeah. <laughs> So to speak, um, to mix with people who are very different from who we ourselves are. Yeah. How secure can we really depend on these friendships and safety nets and, and circles? Um, okay. How do we come? And so. Yeah. But that was loaded because I think it's the reality for so many of us, right? From school to work to attending conferences to even travel and people you meet yeah. and people you connect with only to leave those spaces in, in, in a matter of time, whether it's one year or two years, or even sometimes a week, you connect with someone so strongly, but then you have to yeah. move on. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think with that, there is a way that, you know, it's not even, I'm, I'm trying to also condense it, not for it to be very, like, international in a sense. Uh-huh. I also feel like even if you are still in the same country, there's yeah. so much, like your friends will leave. Yeah. Like that's just how things happen. Like someone in your group will go and study abroad on a scholarship or uh-huh. they'll get married and move like places. And so there is a a way that we have to maybe understand and navigate what friendship really means, yeah. what lifelong friendship really means and why um, there is room in our lives for, for making new friends. Um, that could be yeah. different, and, and yeah. I guess we'll talk into about it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more in this episode. But I have a few thoughts as we are getting into this topic. Uh-huh. I think for me, um, it, I have a few stories. I think that make me think about um, how these changes actually impact us. Okay. So when I went to primary school, uh-huh. I went to like private school in the city but i lived in the suburbs in the periphery of the city so my friends from school were very different from my friends from home right and then um that was already like worlds apart so in that school there was like kids of expatriates in the school that i went to like a lot of expatriate kids and like you know also like foreign um people that are living in malawi for whatever reason yeah. Um, had their kids there. And yet the neighborhood where I lived, it was around the airport. Hmm. So all our parents somewhat all worked at the airport. Yeah. So it was a very close-knit neighborhood. All your like everyone knew everyone and we were all growing together. And so it was already like a reflection of what we are trying to talk about. Where how do you reconcile these two different friends that come like your worlds actually don't don't reconcile anymore and then i think that as life progressed i saw that that was actually a mirror of what happens later on in life like in the friendships that we make in the teenage friendships are good because maybe you're in uni for four years and so it's like a constant time but once you're done with high school and uni and you enter the 20s it's just chaos yeah i feel like that's when i started to see like that no matter which friends i met we were all coming from different worlds and trying mm-hmm. to mix them together. It was always like there was always introduction 
yeah. to, to, <laughs> to start with. Like, yeah. it's not just that person that already knows me from home and I know their mom and their yeah. mom knows me. It was like from the start, like, hey, so like, what's your name and yeah. how many siblings do you have? And it's yeah. so well, open. Okay. for friendships. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like the talking page for friendships. Yeah. And I think it's it's quite unsettling, you know, because you you sort of are constantly in this space where you're having to introduce yourself and yeah. you're learning about people and somewhat like explaining to people who you are yeah. and what, what world you come from. Yeah. And then also learning them before you've even gotten to like, yeah, like this is my friend, you know? So it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of transitioning. Um, and then I'm also like thinking about when, when you, when, when I then personally, I can talk for myself. Like when I started going to conferences, I started to make very good friends. Like I would meet someone that's very interesting. I remember my first international conference yeah. was in second year or third year of uni. I went to South Africa okay. and it was a training and there was young people from all over Southern Africa. And there was a girl okay. from Namibia. Um, I met her. Her name was Elise. Shout out to Elise if you can, <laughs> if you can hear me. Wherever you are, Elise, we still love you. Wherever you are, I still think about you, but... Oh my god, like we clicked, you know? We yeah. spent like one week together. We clicked. It was in Santon. We discovered Santon. Like we went to we did things like before IG. Oh my god. Like we were like taking photos and doing crazy stuff. And then I have never seen her since that time. Yeah. But you know, in the beginning afterwards, we sort of kept in touch over Facebook. And we just felt like maybe at some point we'll see each other. And that didn't happen. So Thinking about it now, I'm just like, I'm just like, how, how do we navigate these kinds of um, friendships, yeah. you know, um, that we make and we bond with and you somewhat want to keep them, but it somewhat just seems transitionary. Yeah. The, I, I guess the, 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 the direct answer is, I don't know quite honestly i don't know because i think i i totally relate with all the examples you made and all the stories and it's similar like the fact that our lives move around and the people around us are also moving and all that i don't know actually i feel like with with these conferences that we go to or the studying that we do or the nature of jobs these days it's it's more difficult to cultivate safety nets or safety spaces because everybody's in transition. Like your one best friend that you've always loved from uni, who you are in the same city will get transferred. Or yeah. maybe they don't even actually move, but they're always um in the field. Uh-huh. You know? Constantly in the field and you don't actually see them. Yeah. How yeah. how do we yeah. interpret friendships in this case? Like where how can you find safety nets? And I say this because with as life is happening, you know, um, there are day-to-day needs that your friends um, should be there for you for. The time, like, you really want to cry in the night, but your friend is not there. Right. And because of time, maybe you can't do a call. Or because they're very busy, they can't take your call. But you really wanted someone to be there for you. If you're, like, back home in Malawi, this is, like, where something happens. Let's say, like, there's a funeral um, in your family or someone is sick. 
the way we do stuff is that someone comes with you or you know a friend comes with you to those events to those gatherings yeah but with the way friendships are these days um a lot of these value systems are changing um and so is the way that we feel safe and surrounded so how do we interpret and cultivate or maintain that friendship or that circle of safety even with these changes um yeah I don't know. I think that's the simplest direct answer is that I also don't know because I think all the stories and examples you've given uh, are, are very relatable and I think they'll be very relatable for most people too because we move in so many different spaces um, and in both, both in terms of geography but also in terms of like abstract spaces. So today you are doing this. I remember um, before 2015, so between 2013, when we got into my lead, 2015, we did my lead, did our national service, and then got involved in all these different spaces. I was doing Toastmasters, for example. I joined Toastmasters Club. I did that. I was part of the leadership team. I was in JCI. I moved in all these different spaces, which are not geographic, right? But they are abstract spaces and full of connections and people you meet as well. And now I don't do all those things, right? So now my, my spaces look a bit different. You go to study, you meet all these people, you make all these connections. And I think what's, what's even more interesting is that, to be fair, a number of these connections, as much as we try to keep them alive um, virtually with, say, monthly calls or sending messages and sending memes and all that, you, you feel the difference when you actually meet these people. And that's how you know that, okay, I have been missing this in our relationship, you know. Recently, I, I met a friend I had not seen since 2016 when we left school. And seeing her in 2020, 20, last year, 2022, it just made such a difference. And I left, the, I was in a physical space with her for a week. And I left and the relationship feels different. It actually feels different. Like the way we stay in touch, when we talk, how we get uh, each other like one another and all that so you you see the importance of seeing people physically and sharing space physically with them so there is also value in that and you are comparing that with all these changes that happen and all these virtual connections we try to do and you can tell the difference so I honestly don't know how how to cope or what's like how to navigate these dynamics or yeah, all that I honestly yeah. don't know I don't think I have answers per se um, and I just recognize how difficult and sort of sometimes depressing it could get. Because even these are, we, I feel like I'm talking from a perspective of someone who has, who tends to have friends in like different spaces. So as much as I'm leaving these friends behind, um, I'm able to make friends in new spaces, which I think is the same for you because you also tend to make new friends. But imagine someone who struggles to make friendships or struggles to connect with people, right? And then they manage to make such a great connection with someone. They meet people, they, someone they, they are good with, someone who gets them, they get the person, they trust the person, they open up to the person, they are vulnerable with the person. Then life in typical fashion takes the person away from them in terms of being with them physically how do people then who don't who struggle to make friends navigate this i think it's even more much harder for them yeah so there's that yeah. layer as well right yeah no i totally agree and i i'm just also reflecting like 
it, and I like that you put it in terms of like different spaces right. because I, and I, I also feel like that, that I move in different spaces and I make friends and deep connections for that season. Right. And, you know, you have these people that you rely on and you, you navigated a season of life together. Yeah. And then somehow life happens and that season is no longer there. And you, you find you find it very difficult to even maintain those friendships because even though you text like after a while it grows stale and there's no yeah. way to actually follow up yeah. and it, and and yet you feel like there was something special there to keep on um and and also you know when you then move to that new space especially when you struggle to make friendships or you are new even when you know how to make friendships it's actually difficult to yeah. go past that talking phase and actually feel like you are with people that know you um, and can be involved in your life. That takes time. Yeah. And by the time that sort of holds on, one of you has to move or one of you is going through a change, not necessarily moving. It's still very unsettling. I, yep. I know like, for example, I, I participate a lot in my church community groups and um, I also live in a city that's very transitionally. People are always coming and going because they're, you know, I for different reasons, like the nature of jobs, the, the, the age group that we are, a lot of people are coming and going. And so in one of the community groups is actually um, this family that just moved into the area, just started coming to our church and they wanted to start like a community group, which is very exciting, right? Um, and, and so they set up this community group and the the first day like where you know everybody has to come not a lot of people actually showed up um and of the three people that showed up so already it's like you are just starting something you're making an initiative to integrate yourself in your community because you're new which is great but of the people that showed up like on the first meeting um one of them was already saying like oh yeah you know after two months i'm going to leave like I'm um, transferring <laughs> and it's like you okay. know I, I found out to be like this is hard because uh-huh. this person stepped out to participate and create community and yet the people that are going to come in this community are actually people that are going to move yeah so it can be discouraging right because communities are formed when people have a sense of belonging and yeah. feeling that you know this is going to be here for a longer time yeah, but when it just feels like people are on and off, I feel like it also affects the way that you actually engage and relate because it yeah. feels like I don't have to invest that much. Yeah. Um, and when you've done that a few times, you start to realize that, you know, you might never ever see those people again. Yeah. Um, and so, how do you actually invest in those friendships? I guess this is where we <laughs> we keep getting to like, oh, I don't actually know. Yeah. But I'm thinking that maybe that's where. It's it's more of like you have to find a way to cop and and treat each friendship as it comes, um, for a season. And and I say this because I feel like, in the way we also, like in the formative years, you you always feel like the people you do day to day life with for a long time, like high school is like, maybe three to four years or even five years for some, or like uni is also like a similar duration. There's continuity to conversation and life and development. Yeah. But right now with, with all these different spaces where we move in, um, it can be difficult to actually be vulnerable. 
you know but maybe we just need to embrace each person for that season so i'm thinking yeah. like for these these yeah. friends that you know are forming this community group a reflection could be that you just actually spend time and and do the most and share as much as you can and make this person a, a part of your community even though they are leaving in a few months yeah um and not think about it as though there would be another change um that's going to happen so you you still do what you would do if the person was going to stay for a long time um you open up that's that's a huge emotional like acts i i i don't know but i'm just looking at it from this perspective like to invest that much emotionally into a relationship that you know that in two months this person won't be here anymore I don't know if I, I would do that if I knew that that was going to be the outcome, you know, <laughs> honestly. Like, t- just think about yeah. it in terms of relationships. Like, when you move somewhere, you, you, start, you start thinking about dating and it's a place you're going to be for a longer time. You're not trying to be with someone you know would move away in five months because you want to start a relationship and have some stability before one of you, yeah. it becomes a long-distance relationship. So I think it's the same way in friendships where I'm like, two months you are away you are leaving and i'm just like i don't know about this like i don't know if i have the emotional bandwidth to do this again especially if you've experienced this once i feel like if it's new and you are just beginning to experience this it's okay but after you've experienced like two or three times of that happening you are probably like i don't know i can do this anymore i don't know if i can put myself out again this, this, I think, is what actually makes life in big cities lonely. Because after a while, people give up. Yeah, people give up in in forming these friendships, and and yeah, I really don't know. I feel like this is an I don't know episode. Yeah, <laughs> this is <weird. laughs> no, and that's fine. I guess we are also like sharing some of our thoughts and some of our experiences around these days. Yeah. So guys, let us know what are you doing to cope. Are you guys just like? Facing it and taking the falls as they come, taking the L's as they say now. Like, are you just taking them as they come and just like picking yourselves up and making new friendships? Because I don't know if my heart can keep taking something like that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. No, but then I mean, for those, it's... for like those relationships that we have that are already that way, what are some of the ways in which you are keeping your your friends close, even when you don't share space physically? So, are there some sort of strategies? Are there coping mechanisms? Are there any things, any tools you are using that are helping you stay connected to your friends, even when you don't share physical space? Yeah, good questions. And also, like, does it matter the kind of the nature or the kind of support that you ask of these transitionary friends, uh, so to speak. Like, do you expect that if you are unwell, they'll come and visit you? Or yeah. I don't even know I visit each other anymore. <laughs> They're unwell. But like, I don't know why I keep saying about unwell. But I mean, think of happy things like your birthday party. Do you expect them to come to your birthday party? Like, what, where do you draw the limitations? Yeah. Um, into these kind of spaces. And, and I think that's what, that also goes with the vulnerabilities. Like, do I then come to you and ask you for like some vulnerable, like have a vulnerable conversation around personal things? Or do we just keep an artificial weather-related conversation each yeah. time we meet, even yeah. if we're coffee, just because we know like it would not um, move, move forward. I do know though that you know, um, also from from the internet, so that a lot of people form online connections um, that 
and I and I, I think with the pandemic it helped a lot, like some connections that really helped to keep people grounded and centered yeah. and have consistent but for me, I can speak for myself that after the pandemic went out, like the world opened again and we started traveling and doing work again, it became harder to keep these like friendships alive. Okay. You know? I remember in the pandemic, like virtual um stuff was really good. We would sometimes yeah. have like four friends and have like three hour Zoom calls, yeah. you know? But right now it's like I'm still trying to schedule a call with my friends um to, to do a book review and we've been trying to do that for months now yeah um so i think even i would also want to hear from like how people are navigating virtual friendships because yeah. for me yeah. i think it's it's really difficult to find time to do like phone calls and stuff i i feel like i do a little bit better these days with in-person interactions yeah because they feed me better they feed my soul better like they okay. give me an escape from my day-to-day and where i can just shut down my gadgets i guess that's why i'm on also on an instagram break just because yeah. i feel like i want to be watered by people that can actually hug me physically yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i was reading this book recently um conversations on love is really good so it's basically conversations that the author has with different people on different topics and on one of them that she was talking to someone about friendship, the person said, I think they just alluded to it, so they didn't go into details, but it seemed like one of the things they did was they have a standing Skype call with a friend where they have either breakfast or brunch. So I would call you at a particular time on a Sunday and we would eat together. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is so cute. And I see that it's, it could work in certain spaces, but then like connection issue would, would be one and time zones like if i were to try to do that with you for example i'm ready for dinner now and you're probably now having lunch right so i mean the meal doesn't matter but i'm just i I say this to say that timing is also so important because on my sunday evening when i'm getting ready for a monday it's your sunday afternoon when you are just having lunch and trying to have a slow sunday so the 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 dynamics becomes very different and compared to a friend i have a friend in india or a friend in singapore for example where they are eight hours ahead or whatever and you are just like how do we make this work you know so yeah. I think the tools yeah. would also differ depending on the context you are working with and the resources you are working with. Because let's be fair, in some places, internet connection is an issue. So the most you can even do is like voice notes because video and calls don't work very well. Can you imagine? You know? The so bugs are out there. <laughs> so it's, it's like the context and the resources would also differ based on who you are with, where you are at in your life, where exactly you are located. Yeah. All these things, all these factors come to play. I do think that some friendships we are able to keep because as much as we don't, I feel like hope is also another thing, right? So I've not seen you in mm. The last time I saw you, Charlie, was um 2019, right? At My your wedding. wedding. I've not seen you since then. But there was, there was this hope that I would see you soon. As much as every year, we say, oh, see you this year, see you this year, and it has not happened. Yeah. You know? And it has not happened. I feel like there is hope that we are going to see each other every year. There is that hope. And also a bit of it is privilege because we have the resources to be able to save that. When I say I'll see you this year, I know that at some point I could fly to see you or you could fly or work will bring bring you to my continent or my work will bring me to my continent, whatever. So there's a layer of privilege in there, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it helps if it's a context where there is some hope. But for some, some other friendships, 
that hope might not be there. And I recognize that then it becomes even more complicated. But I think um, there is a certain level of hope or faith, if you may call it that, that is also required yeah. to keep these friendships going. Because sometimes you really don't know if you are going to get to see this person again, but you value the relationship so much that you are open to still putting in the work. And I think there's also needs to be a recognition that it won't always feel great. Like you are going to, yeah. there are going to be times where you don't really want to talk to your friend. It has happened to me a couple of times where a friend that you didn't want to talk to me. It was you. It was exactly you. <laughs> no, but I think quite honestly, there are times where you are tired of the phone call. It's not yeah. about the friend, but you are just like, I am tired. Like, I do not want to talk on the yeah. phone. But like, you really need your friend and a phone call is not doing it anymore and you don't feel very connected to them. But I've also like seen that sometimes it's just a phase, like it passes and then after a while, it picks up again. So I think we should also be like open to these undulating phases of like movements or whatever. I don't know how to call it, but I see it happening like, no, I was going to say that like literally like how our sound thingy is moving on the screen right now as we record, where it's like going up yeah. and down and doing this. Up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah almost undulating but i actually you know as you were saying that and the hope uh-huh. it's so funny because one of my very closest friends that i yeah. met back home and i think like a few years ago we would we didn't even have an idea that we would ever be in the same space again and life would have it that this year she's actually five hours away from me and i've been able to see her twice this year yeah and just to spend time with her and honestly it's very different from like speaking on the phone i mean i still call her like for uh-huh. long yeah. but just but we feel like a lot i mean i went to see her last week and it was just that one thing that we were going to do a holiday but we're like oh i mean it's a five hour drive yes but we can go and come back the next day i mean like that just it was so precious to me because I could see her, like we could spend time and it was taxing obviously to do like that long drive in 24 hours. But I really just, I came back and I had to tell her like, see, it's very different. Just be in your presence and to feel like you were just so close to me, even though I don't see you every day, but um, I think it makes a big difference. So, I mean, there's one side to it where people leave, but I think, there's also like that hope that you're talking about that somehow one day, like our lives can come together, come together. Again, um, whatever way. And, and sometimes it's not even just us. I remember when I moved um, to Ethiopia and it was also during the pandemic and I was pregnant and da, 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 you know, like me and my husband were just stuck in the house by ourselves. But do you know who I met? My mom's friend from the eighties. Yeah. Like, she knew me probably when I was two, like two years old, years old, and she became our anchor. Uh-huh. She literally, like, she hadn't seen me in 30 years, uh-huh. but she was the person that actually anchored me, and she would go, like, to her house and spend time, and they'll come see us. She really took care of me so much that I, I felt like I was going through this very tough season, knowing that there's an older woman in my life that's available. It was like, but also like, it wasn't like that. She became my friend and her husband, my husband's friend, because for whatever reason, like that's, that's barrier. She was like an, a mommy auntie friend type, you know, relationship. So I think that maybe that hope is 
is not necessarily to, to say that everything can come together, but sometimes it's that in very different and odd circumstances, this friend can show up for you, you know? And, yeah. and now I feel like this, this friend talks more to my mom and like they've revived their friendships and whatever, just because of that encounter that we had, you know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess life is long. Life is long and they, there's a lot more things that happen. And, and maybe that's also why, regardless of the duration of time, right? We still need to take care of, of these friendships that we make, whether yeah. they're transitioning or whether they seem to be like things that last a long time, to just be able to nurture them to the extent that when it's time to part, you part on good terms, you part with a longing and with a hope that hopefully one day we'll see you again, Yeah, you know? And I, I actually, there's a, uh, there's a blog that I used to read. I think the guy doesn't yes. blog that much anymore, but it's called Wait But Why. It's a okay. very interesting blog for people that like to go like through numbers. Like he visualizes statistics and numbers and things that concepts that you don't actually think about like that and uh-huh. makes them very practical. It can be a bit cynical, but it's I think it's important. It gives perspective. So for example. Um, one of the blogs that he did was like he'll put a chart um, with boxes okay. and say like all the weeks of your life if you were to live until 90 right yeah. and then he was canceling he does it usually like for his own life so he would say like okay by the time you're 30 this is the amount of times that... so he will shed them and you can see like in the visualization like just how much life he's gone through already and how much time is remaining and then he removes, like, for example, this is the time you have dementia. So, like, he removes, like, let's say three years or, like, whatever. But you yeah. can be able to visualize. The point of that is he's been able to visualize some things. I mean, this is, like, one example. But he visualizes, like, different things um, or, like, you know, in the last hundred years to show, like, where the critical points in history. And you can be able to see, like, how short and how long life yeah. has been. Um, and how many things have events and uh, events and things have happened in that time. But I say this to say that sometimes when you really visualize, if you live to 90 and you're 30, you only have like 60 years. Yeah. And if you see this friend every other five years, it means you only have a few times remaining to actually spend time with this person. Yeah. And that gives a lot of perspective into how short and how long it is and why you should and this is assuming that you can live that long so i guess it's really important that regardless of how much time we have to spend with people we can still be able to nurture those relationships and be able to sit in there and you know pour ourselves out as though (laughs) it wouldn't happen and i know the emotional investment is a lot guys i understand But, you know, like, it, I know it's different for different people. And that's maybe just me being yeah. me because I'm probably more of an open book. I just, like, let's do we'll it. <laughs> we'll have coffee on our first meeting in my house. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I think that's the only way because, I mean, what can we do? Like, life is constantly changing around us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we can also just decide to stay closed, right? Like, from what you are saying, it would be a shame as well to miss out on some of these unique connections and unique experiences 
um, because of the fear of losing. So I guess at the end of the day, like like most things in life, I guess you have to choose which one you are going to go with. Either rule as a pro, as a con, you decide which way you are going to go. And yeah. I think I see more joy in um, being open to, to meeting people, being open to what connections they come with, what experiences they would offer, and the joys that they bring in the moment and the time within which you are with them. And you never know. The person might move away, but you might go find them. They might come back to you. Life life is just so full of uncertainties and, and all of these things. And I guess we take it a day at a time and see how how it goes. It's, it's, it's the best we can do, really, because what is the alternative? Really? <laughs> what is the alternative? <laughs> I, I feel like it's not so morbid, but I feel like our episode is beginning to see literally like, what is the point of this life? <laughs> <laughs> it's very philosophical no but i also think that sometimes it's not that you meet the person again but sometimes it's that you would cherish the memory of the time you spent with yeah. them you learn something and i think yeah. that's also what i like about whether it's virtual friendships or like friendships that you make in transitionary spaces because you know those friends that you made in toastmasters helped you to be able to speak eloquently yeah, And you might not really share the same space with them again, probably, maybe a few, but maybe not all of them. But at least you they invested, they poured something in you, right? And, yeah. and you always feel like if you ever meet them, you you have a piece of, of them that you carry around with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think of this when I think of my one friend that I met in grad school that taught me how to eat with chopsticks. Like she gave me a whole lesson. I don't know if I've already mentioned this, but she really gave me like whole lessons about how literally like a, le- a lesson between the two of us in her room. She taught me how to eat with chopsticks, how to hold them, how to make the, is it the foul, what is it called? The foul crime, the pee, what, what is it called? I don't know. You know I'm what I'm laughing so hard? Like I'm the last person you should be asking about this because there was this video of a, child, a guy or a boy or something who went to a party and he was eating with a fork and he a fucking knife and he was struggling. And then the person opposite him was like, why wouldn't you just do it? You know, and then he just literally dropped this fork and knife and grabbed it into his <laughs> hands. And then I was like, this is me with chopsticks. Like, I cannot. Most times I'm just like, can I please have a fork? Like, I've, I've tried i need to so i'm just like listening and i'm laughing so hard because of that because i'm like i need a friend who would do that for me because you, yes oh so, listen <laughs> like now i show up in all of these like fancy places and i pick up my chop when they're like fork ma'am i'm like Please? no thanks <laughs> give it the chopsticks like i got this I <laughs> but actually it's because in a private room in her room in uni she actually taught me and she was yeah. from Myanmar. And I don't even know like how we would even meet again. Like yeah. she wasn't like my deep friend like that. But I feel like we spoke a lot about food and her culture. And Banana. like she's also like my first Buddhist friend that I met. Yeah. And she really taught me a lot about what they believed. You know, and that was me like born again, fired up Christian, wanting to like <laughs> Preach the gospel, you know? I had this moment where I actually was humbled and I listened to like her own her own faith and her community and, and how all of these things have shaped her. Yeah. And I think even though like she didn't turn out to be like my best of friends, I cherish that time. Yeah. And even now, like 10, 11 years later, like Every time I pick up chopsticks and I see someone who struggled, I'm thankful for the lesson she gave me in private. 
Because, because of her, I can show off her hard work whenever I order sushi or noodles. No, yeah. so yeah, but you know, um, today, guys, um, it would be nice. We don't have a lot of answers. We have more questions, so it would be nice if uh-huh. we hear from you. Like, you know, tell us what you think. Um, yes, is the best way to cope with transitions and holding on to friendships, whether it's real life friends or virtual friends yeah let us know let us know how you're navigating the talking stages and all that (laughs) (laughs) the introductions like so i have like two siblings and um, i'm an only child i'm an only child (laughs) i've had five And then you know sometimes you're not like you. So people are like, I, I, we, this this one happened to me recently where we are having conversations and the person is not mentioning their mom. And I don't know how to bring up the topic. Like I want to ask, oh, but what about your mom? Yeah, like, not mention it. But I want to like, what if it's a, a she, she has lost her mom? It's a sensitive topic. Why do you want to bring it up? You know, no, I I get yeah. it. Like I totally get it. So yeah, guys, we know we know how it is on these streets. But let us know how are you coping. Anyway, so guys, tell us, tell us. But there's room for like lifelong friendships. You shared with yep. me a really nice spot. Oh, yes, I did. I found it on IG and I just screen grabbed and sent to you. Since I couldn't just forward it to your DM. As you I'm your best do, friend. As normal people <laughs> do on the internet. I had to screen grab it and send it to your job. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for the effort. <laughs> Anyway, so let me share with you guys. The title is Marriage of Friends. Um, the to give credit, it says at Hannah Rowrights. I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but it's at Hannah Rowrights on IG. I think that's the person who wrote it. So it says, My life is filled with the souls of women I love, the ones who make my belly ache from laughter, the ones who catch my tears, who show up on my doorstep to celebrate and grieve who stand up for me when I put myself down. Women who will love my children, dance as we age, protect my secrets, share in my joy, sing even even when we are sinking in sorrow. They walk close, promising their lives to me, a marriage without a wedding, a commitment without a ring. If you have these women too, remember, the soulmate is a wonderful thought, but look how beautiful these love stories are. Look how they make you fall. <laughs> my hat oh that's so cute it is it is so, i really yeah. love this i feel like i should like pin it on my yeah that's exactly what you said you were like you want you should frame this i should frame it and keep it because honestly like i'm a big supporter or or believer in in friendship and female friendships and and just how much um for every stage, they really help you carry on. And, and yep. this is for whether they're the ones you've always known or the ones you meet at work, actually. Like, mm-hmm. randomly, sometimes at work, you just meet that one or two people yeah. that just become your people, right? Yeah. Um, Or, like, in whatever space that you meet them or that girl that you met at a conference that you somewhat still write or yeah. follow on Instagram. <laughs> but you know that you probably would not meet again. Yeah. Um, but it's just nice to see how they're growing in their own space and becoming all the things they hope for. So 
this I really liked. I think um, I love it. Yeah, I love it. All right. Anyway, guys, that's all we had for today. It's been real. It's been rain or shine, guys. It's been real. It's been real. We have more stuff coming up. More guests, hopefully. So yes. keep tuning in. Keep listening. Like, share, subscribe. Um, all that. All that. Yes. Yes. And let us know what you think, guys. Share your thoughts. Share your coping mechanisms. Share your tools, your strategies, anything. Whatever it is, let us know on the socials. Or what you learned. If you learned oh, chopsticks, yeah. you know. <laughs> chopsticks people unite. Gather here. Let's talk. My chopstick African sisters. <laughs> Where did you learn this? <laughs> All right, guys. Bye, bye. Love you, Charlie. Love you.